0: CHAPTER SIX OF FRANK Merriwell AT YALE or FRESHMAN AGAINST FRESHMAN BY BURT L. STANDISH. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. A FRESH COUNCIL Diamond was in a wretched condition. Hunk Collins, his roommate, procured two slices of fresh beefsteak, and the Virginian had them bound over his eyes, while his face was bathed with soothing and healing lotions, but nothing could soothe his bruised and battered spirit and collins said he was kept awake all night by hearing diamond grind his teeth at regular intervals even when he slept near morning the southerner continued to grind his strong white teeth collins was dropping off to sleep from sheer weariness when he woke to find his roommate astride him and clutching him by the throat this time i'll fix you mumbled diamond thickly i'll kill you marywell i'll kill you then he struck feebly at collins who rolled over and flung him off they grappled, and it was a severe struggle before Diamond was flung down on the bed and held. "'What in thunder is the matter with you?' gasped Collins, whose hair was standing. "'I'm not Merrywell. Have you gone daft? Where are we? Why, in our room, of course. Where did you think we were? I didn't know. I was dreaming. Well, if you're going to be this way often, I'll have to take out a life-insurance policy or quit you. Don't mind. I'll be all right in the morning hang the luck! Then the passionate Southerner turned over with his face toward the wall. Colin smoked a cigarette to quiet his nerves, after which he got into bed once more. At intervals he could feel the bed shake, and he knew Diamond was shivering as if he had a chill. In the morning Diamond was not all right. He was ill in bed, and it was necessary to call a physician, although he protested against it. His eyes were in wretched shape, but when the doctor questioned him, he persisted in saying he had injured them by falling downstairs of course he could not appear at chapel or recitations and he sent in an excuse then mr lovejoy came around to investigate now mr lovejoy was most mild and lamb-like in appearance and one would have thought never in his life had he indulged in anything that was not perfectly proper but appearances were deceptive in the case of mr lovejoy When a student at yale he had made a record but he had been fortunate and he was never detected in anything the faculty could not approve by those who knew him he was regarded as a terror and by the faculty he was looked on as one of the most quiet and docile students in college when cyrus lovejoy became an instructor he did not forget the days when he had been a leader in scrapes of all sorts and he was not inclined to be prying into the affairs of students under him not only that but he could be blind to some things he accidentally discovered so when mr lovejoy reported that john diamond's eyes being naturally weak were inflamed by too close application to his studies especially in the evening no one thought of investigating further the doctor it was said had forbidden diamond to attempt to study for several days and had ordered him to wear a bandage over his eyes two or three evenings after the fight a party of freshmen gathered in merriwell's room for they were beginning to realize that frank was likely to be a leader among them i say fellows cried dan Dorman, who was sitting on the sill of the open window with a cigarette clinging to his lips do you know what diamond is doing he's doing his best to cure those beautiful eyes of his said bandy robinson i'm giving it to you straight that he was out to-day and went down to the nearest gun store declared Dorman. colin said he bought a winchester rifle a shotgun two revolvers a slingshot and a set of brass knuckles whoa groaned dismal jones why didn't he purchase a cannon and start for some battlefield look out mary laughed ned stover he's after your scalp he'll have to get a bigger outfit than that before he takes it declared harry rattleton how about it mary asked bandy robinson i'll tell you fellows said frank who was not smoking diamond is not the fellow to give up whipped very soon i'm dead sure to hear from him again he's a cow growled dismal jones i think you fellows judge him rather harshly said frank he is a southerner and he looks at many things differently than we do from his standpoint he seems to be in the right well, he'll have to get those notions out of his head if he wants to stay in college, airily declared Dan Dorman. Now I came here with the idea of falling into the ways in vogue. Everything goes with me. That's the way to get along. I'm not so sure of that, Merrywell returned. A man must have some individuality. If you do everything everybody wants you to, it won't be long before they'll not want you to do anything. Oh, well, what's the use of always hanging off and getting yourself disliked? One extreme is as bad as the other. Now I make allowances for Diamond, and I am not inclined to believe him, such bad fellow. Harry Rattleton flung a book across the room. Oh, you give me the flub-dubs, he exploded. Why, that fellow hates you, and he means to do you some time. Still, you are soft enough to say he's not such a bad fellow. It's disgusting. Time will tell, smiled Frank. All of you fellows must admit that he has sand. Oh, a kind of bulldog stick-to-itiveness, murmured Stover. I'll tell you one thing, said Bandy Robinson. Now that Diamond is not blowed, he's going to be backed by some of the leading softs. Eh? What makes you think so? Oh, I've got it straight. Browning has been to see him. No. Why, Browning is the king of the softs and he is jealous of marywell jealous sure he says mary is altogether too soon for a fresh and he must be taken down i tell you i've got it straight he'll put up some kind of a game to enable diamond to get square well this is rather interesting confessed frank showing that he was aroused i'll have to look out for mr browning he's a hard fellow to go against solemnly said dismal jones He's a Laboull man, and they say he may take his choice of the other big societies next year. Oh, what's that amount to? It amounts to something here, but then he's a fighter, and he is authority on fighters and fighting. he's too fat to fight? They say he can train down in a week. He was the greatest freshman halfback ever known at Yale. Halfback Brownie, a halfback. Oh, say that fellow couldn't play football not a great deal now perhaps but he could last year he'd be on the regular team now but his father swore to take him out of college if he didn't stop it you see Browning is not entirely to blame for his laziness he inherits it from his father and the old man will not allow him to lead in athletics so whatever he does must be done secretly frank was interested he wondered how a fellow like bruce Browning could come to be known as king of the sophomores unless such a title was applied to him in derision now he began to understand that browning was something more than the lazy mischief planner that he had seemed frank's interest in browning grew and you say he's backing diamond that's the way it looks from the road well mr bruce browning may need some attention it is he who puts the softs up to their jobs on us we ought to put up a big one on him that's right that's right mary said jones Set the complicated machinery of your fertile brain to work, and see what it will bring forth. That's right, that's right. I'll have to take time to think it over. We have a few soft scalps, grinned Rattleton, pointing to a number of caps with which the walls were decorated, all of which had been snatched from the heads of sophomores. Have the rest of you fellows done as well? I have lost two, confessed Dan Dorman. They seem to single me out as easy fruit and haven't you made an attempt to get one in return asked bandy robinson i haven't had a good chance if you wait for a good chance you'll never get a scalp you must snatch him whenever you can by jove laughed frank this talk about scalps has given me an idea let's have it exclaimed several of the boys in unison not now he said wait till i have perfected it Rawl Ditson strolled in smoking a cigarette and said hello mary hello fellows what's up council of war just that said dan Dorman. mary is perfecting a scheme to put a horse on browning eh browning great scott is that so he's a bad man to monkey with better let him alone mary Ditson had a patronizing way that was offensive to frank who had given him numberless digs but he was too thick to tumble or he deliberately refused to take marywell's words as they were intended you'll have to kick him before he knows he's not wanted rattleton had said thank you for your advice," said frank with mild sarcasm thank you exceedingly perhaps you are right oh i know i am i don't want to get the king after me and i don't believe you care to have him on your trail he is the most influential soph in college why his name is on a table down at morey's Ditson looked round as if his last statement had settled the question of browning's vast superiority over all sophomores maury's was the favorite resort of the students and no freshman could enter there it was an old frame house with low posted rooms and there was and there one could drink everything except beer no beer could be had at maury's maury's was headquarters for the society of the cup this cup had six handles and was kept in a locked closet on the cup was engraved in large letters the word velvet which is a well-known yale drink Composed of champagne and dublin stout a drink that is mild and soft but has a terrific kick besides the word velvet a number of the students names were engraved on the cup and no one whose name was not there could ask the proprietor to show the cup the marked tables were two round tables on which names of the frequenters of the place had been cut in the hard wood one table had been filled with six hundred and seventy-five names and was suspended against the wall where it could revolve, and the other tables were filling fast up. Merriwell laughed at Ditson's statement. "'I don't see it as such a wonderful thing for a soft to get his name on one of those tables,' he said. "'If you had said that Browning's name was on the cup, it would have seemed a matter of some consequence.' "'It may be, for all I know. Softs are not in the habit of telling us everything. Steer clear of Browning, Merry, old man.' Thanks again. You have made me so nervous that I think I will take your advice. That's right, my boy. That's right, nodded Ditson, swelling with importance. Always listen to your uncle, my lad, and you will never go wrong. The other lad seemed rather disappointed, but Merriwall said nothing more of his scheme to get a horse on Browning. That is, he said nothing more that night. End of chapter six.